How can an attorney help you with your car accident injury? If you were injured in an accident and it wasn't your fault, the attorneys at Fleming Law will get you to a doctor, deal with the insurance company, and get you paid. Fleming attorneys will handle everything so you can focus on getting better. Don't delay in seeking medical treatment. It will hurt your chances to obtain monetary damages. Call Fleming Law today, 713-221-6800. Free consultations. This is Life Admin Life Hacks, a podcast that gives you techniques, tips, and tools to tackle your life admin more efficiently, to save your time, your money, and improve your household harmony. I'm Dinah Roberts, an operations manager who really values connections with friends. And I'm Mia Northrop, a researcher and writer, and keeping socially connected is key to my happiness. This app will help you prioritise and plan your social life. Hello and welcome to Life Admin Life Hacks. If you have a busy life, it can be very easy to let your social life slip through your fingers and either not have one or not have one that you really enjoy. This is where consciously organising it comes in. Yeah, having a shared calendar has been a real game changer for me in being able to organise our social life as a family, as a couple, but also as an individual. And all of those different parts of my social life are really important to me. Yeah, I think when I started researching this, I was thinking really, oh, maybe we'll spend time, most of the time talking about the tools that you can use to, you know, get right dates across multiple people or finding out what to do out there. But then when I dug a bit further, I realized a lot of it comes to really thinking about what your priorities are and how you want to spend time, who you want to spend it with. And as you said, you know, the things that you do one-on-one with someone or as an individual are quite different to the things you want to do as a couple and as a family. So organizing your life so you're spending the right amount of time with the right people doing the right thing, you know, takes a bit of thinking. It does. And I also think that the shared calendar for me also created the ability to be more spontaneous in a way. I think sometimes people like to make fun of me and my calendar and how organized I am. But when you actually have scheduled time away for all the things that you need to do, then you, when you do have those empty spaces, it's much easier to be spontaneous and do something either with someone else or just as a family. Yeah. And why do you think the shared calendar specifically has been the game changer because your your partner now organizes things or you just have visibility it's more the visibility Mm. I do think that he organizes things but it also means that we can organize without almost having to ask permission yes because we can both at a glance see what's on for a particular weekend not just in terms of social life but other things that we schedule in Mm. so we can see whether it's going to be too much to also add a social life you know Mm. some sort of social thing to that time And does social life sort of fit with your definition of life admin? Like when we were, you know, in early days and we were discussing life admin and its boundaries, did social life automatically pop into it for you? It definitely did for me. And I think that's probably because I do do quite a lot of organising for mm-hmm. lots of our friends as well. I am probably one of the people who would be organising the group dinner. Or You're the, Nicole. I am the Nicole, yes. I do love that Geraldine Hickey video. So, yeah, I do think it can sometimes feel like admin. And so I think making it as easy as possible so that you can spend more time having the fun part of the social life rather than the, you know, sometimes tricky part of organising it is really important. Yeah. For me, it's such like social connection I've come to realise 
especially as it becomes harder when you are doing more work or you've got kids and it's not just, you know, when you're in your, in your 20s and your 30s, it's just fun all the time. You actually have to really think about it when you're older. It doesn't just sort of happen all around you. And I realized that I have to put more effort into organizing things because it's really important to me. If I don't meet up with people, I, I just, I get unhappy, essentially. I just sort of miss hanging out with people and the laughs and the sharing ideas and talking about events or, you know, whatever it is we're doing. Yeah, and getting that right balance is important too because you also don't want to feel like you're going out so much that you're exhausted and you kind of get burnt out. Yeah. So really thinking about getting the balance right between, you know, some alone time yeah. as well as, you know, meeting up with the people who are really important to you. Yeah. So research has shown that friendships and relationships are can be medicine essentially social connection is one of those true foundations of happiness and i did stumble across this research from robin dunbar who's an anthropologist who did research around you know how many people can you actually have meaningful contact with and it's five five people in your life who really can properly know you and you can be close to at any one time and then the next layer out, if you think of it as sort of these rings, the next layer out is about 10 people and then 35 people and then 100. And these are sort of different levels of intimacy and closeness, I guess. So, yeah, this was a professor who decided that you can really know about 150 people and sort of trace it back to people and tribes and what you see in, with animals but yeah, five friendships at any given time. It's really interesting, isn't it? Particularly when you think about on social media yeah. and how many friends you might have on Facebook or yeah. on Instagram. And, you know, you can have hundreds of them, but actually it's so meaningless. Yeah. And I guess it really, there's a lot of research now that's talking about loneliness being mm-hmm. one of the biggest challenges of our society. And yeah. so this is where the admins are, you know, getting past the burden of the admin so that you actually do have a social life is really important to your well-being. Absolutely. And, and you know, and part of that loneliness can come from your world kind of shrinking. You can either shrink around your partner or it can shrink around your family and you realise oh, we're kind of living in each other's pockets and things have become a bit insular. And it can be quite easy to neglect friendships, but those friendships and relationships really do need nurturing to survive. And there was some other research I found that was around the fact that it's about frequency of seeing people. It's not the length of time you might spend with someone. You know, if you see people... For 30 minutes once a week that is a better way to nurture a friendship than going on a weekend away once a year kind of deal that was an interesting insight i hadn't really heard that kind of theory before yeah that's really interesting you know when you can think about your social life too because it doesn't actually have to be seeing someone face to face you can actually have a phone call with someone which i think is a kind of a dying art the phone calls so many people text Mm -hmm. and i know you've talked about before you can schedule in phone calls like organize a date with someone when you're actually going to talk to them on the phone so they actually are both free at the same time or find a time that you're likely to connect with someone i really have a friend in sydney that i do that with and it's yeah. yeah, we've been able to maintain a really close connection, but we hardly ever see each other. Yeah. Well, two of the people that would be in my five, one's in Israel and one's in New Zealand, and we are just on WhatsApp with each other all the time, either messaging or calling or leaving voice messages. Mm. So that's, yeah, it's been a handy tool. 
So we're going to talk about some of the nuts and bolts of actually organising your social life. And I would think before we talk about the challenges and techniques for some of the, that planning and scheduling, I think you need to acknowledge that organising your social life probably has more to do with prioritising how you spend your time than making time. Because I think most of us have the time. We're probably already hanging out with people, but we're not necessarily hanging out with people doing things we like. Or perhaps we'd rather be hanging out with different people. Well, I think particularly if you don't organise it yourself actively and you're being responsive to others, yes. you're much more likely to be at others' sort of beck and call rather than um, doing things that are driven by your own motivations yeah. or own purpose. So what do you do, Diane? What do you, what's your framework? Do you have a framework? I do have a framework. <laughs> and I've always had a, a list in my to-do list, a reference list of people that I want to catch up with. And I kind of look at it, you know, every couple of months and sort of run through the list and add people or, you know, take people off who we've managed to catch up with. And then once I look at the list, every couple of months, I sit down and look at the calendar and look what the next few months look like and basically batch it out, like send out a whole bunch of messages to organize either group get togethers or individual or or whatever yeah. so that's kind of a process yeah but I, I mean that sounds wise because otherwise you're like thinking all the time oh I really should catch up with so-and-so or I haven't seen so-and-so for ages but if you don't write it down it just you know it's one of those thoughts that comes it goes and then two months later you're having the same thought and nothing's happened yeah so what else do you do and I also have a whole bunch of regular events that sort of happen you know every year on a cycle like have Christmas in July with a bunch of people. We have a movie night that we organise through the year. We always buy tickets to the Australian Open and we always take someone with us when we go. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of friends that I go once or twice a season to a football game with and a few other events like trying to get to the Moonlight Cinema or mm-hmm. those sorts of things. And often it's with the same people every yeah. time, a sort of tradition. And if for some reason those people can't come, we'll always just use that as an event that we really like yeah. and do it with others rather than just do it on our own. Yeah. So that's another sort of way to approach things. You could have like, you know, a people priority side to your social life where you're like, I really want to hang out with these people and what's the best way of doing that? Do I want to see this person once a month and have long lunches where we talk about everything or am I happy to just grab a movie with this person or what that socialising actually looks like versus... There's a whole bunch of events that I want to go to. Like I really want to go to the Zoo Twilights and see a performance or I really want to go and see something at IMAX. Who do I think will want to come? Who can I invite along? So you kind of balance it out between, you know, thinking around ideas for the stuff that you want to do, the activities you want to do, and then generating ideas for the people you want to see and what might be the best way to connect. And I do think I'm probably the one who organises, I'd say that 70 to 80% of the stuff that's in my calendar is yeah. organised by me. Yeah. But And I have gone through stages of being a bit resentful of, of yeah. that. But I think as I've got older, I've started to let go of that resentment of people who don't invite us back or that I have to organise all the time. Mm. And I've sort of realised that if I start to feel resentful, then maybe actually I don't really want to hang with that person enough anymore because the effort's no longer worth it. Mm. So if you really struggle, it might be time to sort of let that person go in your life and, and maybe come back to it later if you decide you actually really miss them enough to want to do the admin yeah it's true like sometimes it's like oh maybe i'll just catch up with them as a group if something 
just evolves naturally. It can, it can be sort of a sobering kind of thought pattern to have to follow when you look at these friendships and analyze them and it can sort of sound a bit cold or neurotic but I think we all think these things we all kind of analyze our friendships and work out does it feel reciprocated and I think also it's interesting to know when you look at your friends sort of who are the fair weather friends who are the people you know are could all be relied upon to come to something fun and have a party with versus friends who are gonna you know text you when you're having a rough time and check in with you or who leans on you and who you can lean on to have that sort of mix of friends and acquaintances and work out how frequently you want to see them the idea is to align it so you don't feel disappointed yep yeah so where do you get your ideas for going out so i do also have reference lists for you know some of those things of things i want to do so i do have a reference list of you know like restaurants and cafes that i want to go to that yeah. then i can use if we're you know planning to go out for dinner with someone then i can actually suggest hey i wanted to try this restaurant yes. so i can sort of you know kill two birds with one stone kind of thing but um, i also you know it doesn't always have to be about spending you know lots of money or lots of time actually just like you said the 30 minute Mm. catch up can just be enough so particularly when it comes to catching up with other families really then it's more of a people priority for me so it's you know maybe even just suggesting we go and meet in the same park and let the kids play Mm. or go for a walk together or um, come over to our house but I'm not going to cook dinner well let's just order in pizza and making it super easy rather than making it you know feel too hard yeah you don't want it to be a production yep it doesn't always have to be a production i i subscribe to a few newsletters so i subscribe to time out and i subscribe to broadsheet for a while to get ideas about restaurants and bars and just stay somewhat across what theater's happening or movies there's also like a, a few kiddie versions of those so there's a tot hot or not email newsletter that I subscribe to and they'll often suggest new playgrounds or just activities for kids and I might invite other families along to join in some of those things with us. I also like to organise catch-ups one-on-one, often for breakfast or lunch during the work week um, because I can easily be slipped in without really disrupting the family. And so I have a few friends that I catch up with for lunch, say once a month or once a quarter, and a couple that I have breakfast with. So really nice to go to a cafe, have breakfast before I start work, hasn't really you know, impinged on the complexity of, of kids. So I really recommend that as a time that you can slip some something in to and catch up with and people. And do you go to the same place? No, we go to lots different of different places. places yeah. So, yeah, it's really nice. So I have a few, I think I have like a staple set of activities that I do that keep me on train. So with work, similar thing, I on Friday lunchtimes, I sort of have this rotating roster of people who work near me that I'll catch up with on for Friday lunch. And it's the one day that I don't actually take my lunch, I actually take my lunch to work. Yeah. But it seems like such a treat to just go out and buy something. Even yeah. if it's like an $8 sandwich, it's just nice not to be schlepping in my usual thing. So that's always nice. I have, yeah, we have our movie night. We were doing pretty regular hiking, which has slowed down this year. But that was, I liked that, the fact that we were doing that every six weeks or two months or so. Oh, for a while there, we, my partner and I would have monthly people over just on a weekend something cheap and cheerful as the barbecue or even like an afternoon tea and that 
It was always fun. And then we have a Christmas party. I like the idea of having those traditional events where you're like, every year before school wraps up, we have some local families over in the backyard and just sit around and talk about how we've survived another year. (laughs) (laughs) But it can be fun to just know, yeah, this is a fixture in the calendar and it can be something to look forward to. So how do you go about it when there's multiple families involved, particularly if you're happy with suggesting what you're going to do, Mm. usually finding the date is the Mm. tricky one. What do you think are the best ways of approaching that, Mia? Well, I'm still in love with DoodlePoll, which is that little free online tool. I think it's an app as well where you can put in the dates that are available And you send it around and everyone votes and you can see what other people are responding to. It's way better than spreadsheets or trying to email around and just having ridiculous email trails. That's the thing I use and it's been ideal. What about you? Yeah, so I use Doodle, but I also think that having WhatsApp groups for Mm. groups of friends that you catch up with Mm -hmm. as a collective often are really great because it does allow you to kind of have a bit of banter about things that might be coming up that people might be interested in Um, and it takes away that email the lost in the email Mm -hmm. challenge which Mm -hmm. I think you can sometimes have if someone sends you an email and you receive it on a busy day you can sort of get lost yeah so the whatsapp group I think because then you know you get the notifications of the different people responding I think it's much easier yeah I've got a whatsapp group for some local mums that I catch up with for brunch once a term and we always yeah there's a little bit of contained conversation it all happens in there and similarly we have an annual bake-off it's been going for 15 years wow that's a long time seven couples we get together for a weekend we have a baking competition (laughs) the stakes are very high there's a copper pot as a trophy now we now use a whatsapp group to contain all that discussion because as you can imagine trying to get seven couples in the same place at the same time for a whole weekend can be tricky but yeah we use doodle poll and at least the conversation all happens in one place And I do think as I've got older, I'm less inclined to find a date that works for everyone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's just really, it's virtually impossible, particularly once you get beyond, you know, a couple of people. Mm. And so I think just accepting that you can't find the perfect date and just picking the most popular date and living with it Mm -hmm. is something you really have to be, you know, it's like setting some of those boundaries around the decision making so that you say i'm going to organize it yeah. i'm going to suggest three dates as long yeah. as more than half of the people can come we'll yeah. do it You're rather right. than and you know what? i'm getting also less tolerant of when you have thought to find a date and then approaching it someone will be like oh, i can't make it and then someone else will chime in and say oh should we reschedule then and i just want to scream no <laughs> because we'll never find another date and if we do Someone else won't be able to come at the last minute. So it's pointless. Let's just go ahead. There'll be other times. (laughs) (laughs) Just let go of the resentment, man. Let go of the resentment. (laughs) Oh, man. I think some of these things can be so annoying to organise that you can be huffing and puffing as you're slamming out emails or WhatsApp messages, but it's always worth it. As we say, you know, catching up with friends is medicine worth it and I think you know if you realize that your social life is mostly made up of you reacting to suggestions and invitations from other people it's time to be proactive you can't always wait for other people to initiate there are people will always appreciate it if you suggest 
And it doesn't have to be the most exciting, awesome, glamorous, fabulous thing ever. It can be come over and let's sit in the backyard and get some pizza. The, uh, the joy is in connecting and hanging out. Yeah, and I think it can even be just, you know, get inviting people to things you're already doing, like exercise. Like if you yeah. go for a walk or go for a run or you go to a yoga class or you go for a swim, mm. why not invite someone else to go with you and have a five-minute chat before or after, yeah. you know, and then it's just that moment of social connection and often people are really grateful to have been asked. So I yeah. think it's worth the effort. Absolutely. So when do you do this? You've talked about some of these regular things that you do, like on an annual basis. When do you tend to do your social admin? Do you do it in your hour of power or just... Yeah, I do tend to batch it, I guess, as I mentioned before. Like when I sort of notice that the calendar doesn't have too much in it in the next few months, then I think actually we should sit down and, you know, often we'll do it a Sunday night where we're sitting down looking ahead and planning out, looking at the calendar and saying, hey, who, you know, who off the list we want to prioritize yeah. and let's you know send out some messages and or you know set up a poll or whatever and try and lock a few things in so yeah. I tend to do it so at the start of the year I've sort of set dates for our, our monthly movie night and for our hiking dates so they're just there and everybody knows and then I tend to like during the school holidays I'll look at the term ahead and similarly to sort of just send some emails off or sprinkle some some events go and have a look and what's out there, what's coming, and pop some things in. Way, way years ago, when my, I had a babysitter that was fantastic, and I organised oh, the whole year of babysitting dates. Just once a month, we agreed on a date for each month so that she knew when she was coming, I knew what she'd be available. We could plan things, we could book restaurants that were hard to get into months ahead, or book tickets for things months ahead because we knew that the babysitter would be there. That was awesome. That's a great idea. And for the friends that I catch up with for breakfast and lunch, we always make the next date Mm. before we leave. So we're like, oh, that was great breakfast. Mm. Let's agree when the next breakfast is going to be. And we both, you know, get out our calendars and lock it in right then and there so we don't have to deal with Mm. trying to sort it out later. And so we're approaching that tail end of the year when things can get quite hectic everyone's trying to squeeze in you know catch-ups before the end of the year how do you manage this time of year so it's probably the time where I'm hesitant to start organizing things because I know that things will come flying at me so I kind of wait a little bit to see what other things are going to pop up with other we do have an annual Christmas dinner with friends so I was sort of waiting for that date to get locked in and Mm. a few other things to get locked in and then I'll try and organize around that if there are some other people that I really want to try and catch up so probably a bit hesitant just knowing what it's been like in previous years with you know there's usually some sort of school concert and you know work Christmas parties and those sorts of things and so probably holding off so that we don't overcommit ourselves and so that we can really enjoy that festive season rather than feeling overwhelmed what about you yeah similar I guess there's all those performances and end of year concerts (laughs) that seem to crop up for the kids lives and then there are some serial offenders I'll call them friends I know will be like I haven't seen you all year let's (laughs) catch up they always happen which I you know will look forward to so yeah I tend not to plan too much at this stage especially midweek I just don't have the energy. (laughs) 
Uh, and listeners, I, I, I will add that Tyler and I are both recording this episode with shocking hangovers today, <laughs> which, you know, our social life is alive, it's kicking. Yes, but the, <laughs> the tone is probably a little bit more down than usual. There's only so much cups of tea you can do, and a bit of Baraka. All right, Dinah, shall we talk about some life admin highs and lows? Yeah, it's great. I think, Mia, have you got a high this week? Well, I do. I have fully embraced Airtasker after our chats around outsourcing. So I've actually started using Airtasker to outsource some activities associated with the podcast. Dinah and I, we both talked about where we were spending our time and the fact that I've gone full-time at work now. We thought, all right, well, let's just delegate some of this to others who we know can do an amazing job so we have a new audio editor and producer hello Courtney thank you (laughs) and someone doing our social media graphics but I've also decided to use Airtasker to organize help organize some presents that are coming up some significant birthdays in the family and to get something special done and also to put together some furniture that's been sitting around here waiting to get assembled (laughs) and we've got visitors coming soon and I just need to get these bits of furniture done so someone is coming over to assemble some Ikea furniture I'm so excited it would have taken me nights I would have possibly cried I would be swearing I would hate the bed that I would have made every time I looked at it it would just trigger all sorts of unpleasant feelings so someone's going to come over and like knock it over in an hour how about you? Do you have a life admin low? I did. Oh. <laughs> I um I recently organised a group gift for someone and I think I didn't follow my own advice. Advice I gave in the gift giving episode was collect the money first yes. and then once you know how much money you've got then buy the gift. But instead I chose the gift. We agreed the amount, but now I'm chasing the money from others. Mm. And it just feels a bit frustrating after having gone to the effort of doing all of that, that in addition, I have to chase the money up. So I need to follow my own advice. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little awkward, isn't it? Sometimes asking, but having to nudge people to get paid. It is. Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully they pay you soon. (laughs) And how about a little power tool or a book review? What have we got? Well, I was actually listening to a podcast earlier this week. It's called Hurry Slowly. Mm. And it's, I've only listened to two episodes, but I think that the general theme around the podcast is uh, slowing down to speed up. So I think, you know, a lot of it is thinking about doing less, but doing what you Mm. enjoy and doing it more productively. But there was an episode which the, the title of the episode just really resonated with me. It was called Errand Paralysis. Oh, yeah. And she talks about these items on your to-do list that never happen, like Mm -hmm. digital photos for both of us. And the fact that they're often multi-step tasks and that when you're kind of burnt out from your life, those tasks can just feel really overwhelming. So really interesting podcast that I'm hoping that I'll listen to and get some more tips about how I can get over my errand paralysis. So it's called Hurry Slowly. Hurry Slowly. Okay, I'll add that to my stitcher. I need some new podcast suggestions. Great. All right, well, we hope these hacks will make organizing your social life more seamless. Our top hacks are have reference lists with who you want to see and ideas of places you want to go. Combine your social life with other things you want to do, exercise, book clubs, restaurants, concerts, whatever it might be. Use an hour of power to look through your calendar, decide who you want to catch up with and batch out some messages to get those social events locked in. 
if you'd like to join us on our life admin journey, please head to our Facebook page, Life Admin Life Hacks, to follow us and share your thoughts on what we're doing. And feel free to post any comments or certainly post suggestions that we might be able to use. We hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. Show notes for this episode are available at lifeadminlifehacks.com. If you're a fan, please subscribe and share the love and tell a friend or review us in your podcasting app.